could have kids pod Welcome to Kids Pod, a podcast where kids get to ask adults the questions they really want to know. Nothing is too rude to ask. You send in the questions and our adults will give kids the answers they really want to hear. What's it like to run a circus? Our guest on Kids Pod today is Tani Frudist and she is the executive producer of the Flying Fruit Fly Circus in Albury, Wodonga. The Fruities are the only full-time circus training program for kids in Australia. Today, Tani is going to answer all your questions. If you would like to support KidsPod to allow us to make even more episodes, you can make a one-off donation for as low as $5 at ko-fi.com slash kidspod. That's K-O hyphen F-I dot com slash kidspod. There's no obligation and kidspod will continue to remain free for all. But we want to keep kidspod going strong well into the future. So we really appreciate any support you can give. From all of us at kidspod, thank you. Hi, I'm Tani Frudist and I'm the executive producer of the Flying Fruit Fly Circus, which is Australia's national youth circus and the only full-time circus school for young people aged 8 to 18 in the Southern Hemisphere. We are based in Albury-Wodonga on the border of New South Wales and Victoria. Our students attend our primary school and high school in Victoria and come to our world-class training centre in New South Wales each day to train. Our students train up to 20 hours per week and perform in shows that travel locally, nationally and all over the world. My job as an executive producer is to support the creation of those shows. I work closely with our artistic director, our technical director and the training team to bring some of the country's finest circus artists to Albury to help us make the shows. I look after the budget, the marketing of our shows and with the team I think about who we could collaborate with and how to make the next show. For example, our next big project is a collaboration with illustrator Judy Horacek who illustrated Mem Fox's Where is the Green Sheep? I talk to performing arts centres and communities around the world to put together tours of our shows so that our young performers get the experience of performing in many different venues to many different audiences. They get to visit schools, they get to perform in world-class festivals and experience being away from home for weeks at a time. So that's a big bit of what I do. Hi, I'm James and I'm 11 years old. And why did you choose to start the Flying Fruit Fly Circus and how did you choose the name? Hi James, great question. The Flying Fruit Fly Circus started in 1979 when some young artists came here from Melbourne to start a new company called Murray River Performing Group. They thought, why don't we do some circus workshops over the summer holidays to engage with the young people in the region? So kids from all over Albury came and did these workshops and at the end of the holidays they put on a show for their families and they called it the Flying Fruit Fly Circus. Now that's because... We're on the border of Albury-Wodonga and at that time there was a customs checkpoint in between the two states to stop fruit fly from travelling. 
Uh, so one of the characters in the show was the clown character and he was the customs officer trying to stop the fruit fly from flying everywhere. Uh, and that name just stuck. The show went really well. We kept calling ourselves the Flying Fruit Fly Circus and eventually we became our own company. And 41 years later, here we are. We're still the Flying Fruit Fly Circus, still in Albury-Wodonga. And we have young people from all over Australia moving to Albury to be part of our, our youth circus. Hi, my name is Bella, and my question is, what is the best and worst part of your job? Hi Bella, mm, that's a tricky one, and I think it's because the best and the worst are often almost exactly the same thing. So for me, one of the very best things is that we get to see young people grow up right in front of our eyes, so they can start at in year three when they're eight years old, and they can be with us until they're 18 or maybe even 19 or 20. Um, and so I find them really inspiring because out on the floor, they're trying really hard tricks sometimes and they work really hard to nail it. So when they start, it seems almost impossible, but they keep training and drilling it step by step with their trainers. Then it feels like I blink and they've nailed it. But then they set their eyes on something even further, something even more difficult and challenging, and they do the same thing. They keep working on the next trick, the next trick. And then all of a sudden, they're graduating high school and they're graduating out into the industry and they leave us. And we have to say goodbye to them. We have to say goodbye to their families who are such a huge part of their journey here at the Fruities. And so I think that's also the worst bit is that they leave and we miss them dreadfully. But it's so great to see them, you know, go off and perform shows with Circus Oz or even internationally with Cirque du Soleil or a company called Seven Fingers. Some go on to other schools in Montreal, in Canada or in Melbourne um, and they just do amazing things. So, yeah, that's the best and the worst bit about my job. Hi, my name is Alice. I'm 11 and I was wondering how your students manage schoolwork and circus practice. Hi Alice, great question. So the Flying Fruit Fly Circus School was created about 30-ish years ago when we realised the same thing, that we needed something that could balance the schoolwork and the circus. So the Fruity School is really flexible. Um, the kids are allowed to come out of school to come to rehearsal for a show or to go on tour and the teachers package up their schoolwork. They can do a lot online um, and they take their schoolwork with them on tour um, or even, you know, at the gym when we're on the training floor, you might see a student uh, in the kitchen studying for their exams or doing their their homework. Um, you'll see the teachers come over to the training floor and watch them. Some of the circus we do is actually in their curriculum, so they get marked on the work they do here. And we just do our very best to support them um, by having a really clear schedule, so clear time for schoolwork, clear time for training, uh, and really supportive staff here at the circus and the school. Hi, I'm Angus, and my question is, what do your Finnish scholars do after they graduate from your circus? Hi, Angus. So our students are sometimes with us all the way from year three to year 12. So it's a really long time. And we think that that's a really creative education and it means that they're set up to do anything. So some might go and audition and get into a circus company and perform shows in Australia or internationally. Um, some might make their own shows. 
some go off to university and study something completely different. Some go and get a job. Um, and some go and do more circus training. And there are circus schools for adults right around the world. They go to Melbourne, they go to Montreal, you can go to Sweden. Um, so it's really varied what you can do after you have a um, creative education like you can get at the Flying Fruit Fly Circus. My name is Audrey and I'm 11 years old. My question is, at any point did you think what you were doing was a bad or crazy idea? Hi Audrey. Well, my answer to that is all the time. It's circus, so our job is to do the craziest things um, and that makes it seem like it's a bad or crazy idea pretty much daily. Um, that could be from doing a crazy new trick, creating some new choreography on apparatus or going, do you know what? Let's take 50 people to perform in Sydney. We'll all stay together in one um, building and it will be fantastic. I tell you what, doing that during Sydney Festival 2020 was pretty crazy. But the crazy ideas are, I think, the best ones. It means that we are always stretching ourselves, always doing something new and different and giving the young people and the young audiences that come to see our shows the very best experiences. My name's Duke and I'm 10 years old. My question is, have you ever done gymnastics or circus tricks yourself? If so, what's your favourite trick and why? Hi Duke. No, I don't have a gymnastics or a circus background, but my partner does and she was actually a fruit fly here at the circus school way, way back in the day and is now a trainer here too. So unfortunately, I don't have any tricks except my favourite trick is probably to go to get some popcorn and sit in the audience and watch the kids do the amazing tricks. Hi, I'm Elliot. And I would like to know if you can start to learn circus tricks at an old age with little to no experience. Hi, Elliot. Great question. You can be any age and learn circus. You just have to be willing to really trust your trainer, work really hard and maybe get a little sore because it's a really athletic thing to learn how to do. That means your muscles might get a bit stiff and sore afterwards. Here at the circus, we've got our full-time program for years three to year 12. We also have lots of classes for people of all other ages. Um, our youngest students are only 18 months old. That's the little tots. And then we've got students as old as 81. Um, and you just have to do a lot of stretching and a lot, a lot of practice. And then you can be any age and join the circus. Hi, I'm Isaac. And my question is that can you teach people with disability circus tricks and if you can how might you be able to do that hi isaac thanks for your question absolutely people of all different types of abilities can be involved in the circus we have young people of all different backgrounds and all different types of abilities come and do classes with us some just need different types of support. So some young people do classes with their carers. Um, some young people get extra training. Um, and it might just look like some people are on the trampoline and some people are juggling. Some people uh, need a trainer with them when they're performing their tumbling and some people can do it by themselves. We try to be really accessible for all different ages and abilities and absolutely out in the industry so that's the arts industry where people are performing shows 
um, for all different audiences. There are people of all different abilities um, in the circus and that's what we're here for. We're a home for everyone. Everyone is welcome at the circus. Hi, my name is Sierra and I'm 11 years old. My question is, has anyone ever hurt themselves badly while performing a trick? What did they do? Hi, Sierra. That's a really great question because when you watch circus, you see things and it looks really, really dangerous. And some of the tricks and the skills that we do are risky. We work really hard at the fruit fly to teach our young people how to take safe risks. And that's how they assess what they're doing. They look at their equipment, they check their equipment and what they're wearing and whether they can perform something safely and the idea with circus is that it looks risky to the audience but actually it's been trained and rehearsed so much that it's actually quite safe for the performers that doesn't mean that there aren't sometimes um, injuries and accidents that can happen we've been very lucky at the fruit fly that nothing serious has happened here um, and but we really work really hard to make sure that we look after our performers and our students really well. Hi, I'm Chops. I was wondering what was the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened on stage? <laughs> Hi Chops, that's a really good question. What's the most embarrassing thing that's happened on stage? Sometimes, um, audience members are called up on stage and sometimes they're a bit shy and they find that a bit embarrassing so they have to do something funny or um, respond on stage without any practice. Um, sometimes the clown characters can get up to some mischief which can maybe be seem a bit embarrassing. Of course there are always some things like maybe someone's costume rips or um, or they don't, or they miss a trick, they don't land their trick um, and you'll see sometimes um, People, after not doing that, they might hold up their finger and go, one, one more time, and they try it again, or maybe they try it a second time to try and get that trick. And sometimes that can be a bit embarrassing in the moment, but actually it's all what circus is, and that tells us, it shows us that it's live, that it's a real person on stage, and all these factors have to be in right in order to land that trick perfectly every time that doesn't happen so I don't think there's anything like super embarrassing but just those little things can sometimes add up to be a little bit like oh I'm embarrassed but um you know aren't actually that bad and they're just all part of the fun of the circus Hey KidsPod listeners, did you know that KidsPod creator Amy Chan is also a children's book author? Her book, My Grandma is 100, celebrates the relationship between grandparents and the kids around them and features beautiful hand-drawn illustrations by Angela Perini. It's the perfect gift for Grandparents' Day, Mother's Day, birthdays, new babies, 100 days at school and, of course, Christmas. To order your copy, go to grandmais100.com or support your local bookshop or library and ask for the book there. If you would like KidsPod to come to your school and conduct a podcasting workshop, contact us at amychan.com. We also ask that you please subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes of KidsPod. And to help other people to find us and spread the word, we would love it if you gave KidsPod a five-star rating and share our link with your friends. KidsPod was created by Amy Chan on We Are Drew Land. Intro by Nikki Strauss. 
cover art by Ben Strauss. If you like the episode of Kids Pod, you might also enjoy episode 100 with author Andy Griffiths of the Treehouse series. Special thanks to Tani Frutist, all the kids from 5A and 5W. Thanks for listening.